ancestors surround us. Welcome to Advancing the Art of Aging. I'm Carol Silver Elliott, President and CEO of the Jewish Home Family, a continuum of services for older adults located in Northern Bergen County, New Jersey. And today we're excited to have with us as our guest, Joe Shuck, who is the Assistant Director of Wellness at Jewish Home Assisted Living. Joe, welcome. Thank you very much, Carol. Pleasure to be here. So, Joe, you're relatively new to the Jewish Home family, although you're one of those people that we feel like we've known you forever. But you had sort of an interesting path to get to your career in nursing. Would you share that with our listeners a little bit? Absolutely. Um, so I have been a nurse for approximately 12 years. Uh, I started as an LPN. Um, I was brought to nursing actually after sustaining a sports injury while I was studying biochemistry at Montclair State University. Um, my mother is actually also a nurse. Um, it was quite a role model for me professionally. I'm kind of followed in her footsteps for most of my life. I continued my education, becoming a registered nurse just actually before the COVID pandemic had started. Um, and I actually recently graduated from William Patterson University in January with a bachelor's degree in nursing. That's awesome. I am um, also planning to continue higher education um, and ultimately someday becoming a family nurse practitioner. That's awesome. Joe, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by the fact that sort of being, having an accident and everything that went along with it changed your career path a little bit. Can you talk about what it was that motivated you to make a decision to shift into nursing? So it's actually kind of funny. Um, I had to have uh, a surgical repair done on a pretty badly fractured leg. Uh, prior to that event, I had always kind of seen nursing as um, more of a female-driven and female-led profession. Um, it was my first surgery as a, a cognizant adult at that point. I was about 18 years old, and I was really aware of what was going on. Um, I was wheeled into the operating room with just you know absolute nerves just running wild, really wasn't sure what to expect. And I had an, an entire team of just men in the operating room. Um, obviously, you know, my, my surgeon actually was a male. The, the scrub nurse was a, a male. The assistant nurses were males. Um, and it kind of opened my eyes that the profession actually did have a place for me um, mm -hmm. as a male in nursing. Um, I, you know, was very thankful to the team that I, I had there. Uh, to get through the surgery as well as I did, recovered very well. You would, you know, of course, never know that I ever even had the injury short of me telling you. But, you know, it was, it was an experience that really helped me get through things, and it allowed me to kind of visualize myself doing the same with people um, professionally. That's great. Now, you're working in a setting that's older adults, and you've been working with older adults for a while. What drew you to work in this kind of a setting with elders? So I had a very close relationship, actually, with, um, I would say, both of the grandparents on my mother's side. Um, unfortunately, my father's uh, father has been deceased for, you know, since I was probably about like four or five. So I didn't really have a great relationship with him. Um, but I was very close to my mom's parents. Um, you know, I really take a liking to the stories and experiences that, that are shared with us, especially as people who didn't get to experience some of the things that some of our elders have. Um, 
as an example, the other day I was actually having a discussion with one of our newer elders in the home um, here talking just about the wars that he was involved in and his experience there. And it's, again, it's something that, you know, we take for granted these people, these brave men and women who fought for our freedom. Um, and we have never had to experience anything like that. So it, it's a lot of insight that we get to, to gain from these people. Um, you know, and they have a lot of lessons to teach us as well as trying to make their life as dignified and, um, you know, just give them the highest level of care as possible. That, that certainly resonates with me. I, I often say we get a gift from our elders every single day when we do this work. And that's certainly what you're saying. You know, we he, learn from them. They share so openly with us. It, it, it really becomes a privilege for us to be able to be a part of that, wouldn't you say? Uh, absolutely. It, it, it truly is a privilege, you know, to, to hear some of these stories and to learn life lessons. And, you know, as an example, tomorrow I'm actually leading the men's group. Um, and I was talking to a couple of the gentlemen that are going to be there. And we were talking about potential topics. And I was grateful that, you know, baseball is coming back so it can kind of ease us into conversation. And I, I we were talking about you know, just a couple of different things. And I, I said to a couple of the gentlemen, you know, I'd really like it if you give me some of your wisdom. You know, let's talk about life experiences. Let's talk about things that I probably never have and never will experience in my life just because times are so different now. That's great. That's really great. You know, that men's club is a lively group. I hope you're up to it. <laughs> so I hear. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm up for the, uh, the challenge. Yes, they I, they really have connected so well as a group, and they really enjoy each other. But, you know, I think people underestimate the vitality and the desire to be connected and the opinions and the wisdom of our elders. And I, I think you'll see that in men's club. You've got a bunch of people who really have a tremendous amount to give and to share, and, and I think they get pretty excited about doing that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's great. Baseball is a good topic to start with, too, I guess. <laughs> That's what I figured. You know, spring training should be starting, so we'll have there something to break the ice a little bit. There you go. Plus, I suppose you can always draw life lessons from, you know, drawing uh, from baseball to life. How do the two things relate to one another? And probably provoke some great reminiscences from them as well. Definitely. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, as long as you don't have too many strong team rivalries. <laughs> you never know how that's going to play out. That's great. Not that I've discovered yet, but I'm sure we have some rivalries here. We'll, um, we'll find out tomorrow, I, I guess. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. We'll find out tomorrow. So, Joe, tell me what you like about working in assisted living. I know this is your first real assisted living opportunity. What, what's been good for you? Is there anything that particularly stands out? So to start, I mean, I, I would just, you know, have to talk about the the assisted living and, and the wonderful organization that I'm working for. Um, beyond the fact that it's assisted living, it feels like a family and a community. Um, it doesn't feel necessarily like work. Obviously, there's work to be done, but it doesn't feel like you're going to work every day. Um, it, it is a community of elders. It's it's very different than where I was working in the past um, in you know long term subacute um, rehabilitation. It's it's nice to see elders advocate for each other, to have common bonds, to share a lot of experiences amongst themselves, really to be able to further their life and um, you know I guess the, the really the best word to use is to to say that they're living. Um, they're not 
at the beck and call of the nursing team, uh, the wellness team. They're not, you know, um, at the mercy of our schedules. They, they truthfully, they make their own decisions and it's wonderful to see them be vibrant and thrive in this kind of a setting. Well said. Is there anything that surprised you about this setting? Um, in all honesty, probably not. I, I did not expect the elders to really have formed such strong bonds uh, in, in smaller groups. I kind of expected everyone to have more of a um, just a generalized you know, Jewish home family kind of uh, background and the way they intermingle, but you definitely you definitely can see if you just take a look during our meals, you can see that people kind of gravitate to each other um, and really talk and focus on their shared bonds. Uh, but I, I didn't really expect to see that. I kind of thought that it would be just universal. Everyone would kind of mm. intermingle, which they do. Um, but you definitely see people that are that are more like in experiences. They do spend most of the time together. It's interesting, you know. I think we sometimes forget that older adults, too, are looking for friendship and relationships and those connections. And we have not only friendships and relationships, but we have some romances going on over there as well, don't we? Yes, we absolutely do. And as you were saying about the friendships and relationships, I had a few people pop into my head that, you know, like to spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's wonderful. It's beneficial for everybody. And you know, we embrace it. It's, it's terrific. I, I just think it's so heartwarming when you see that people, even after life has changed for them, they've lost a spouse or, you know, their health has has changed. And yet they're they're open to connecting with new people. They're open to new programs and new ideas, it, it gives you sort of a, a sense of hope, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's terrific to see people persevere with, with adversity. You know, like obviously uh, in, in most of our elders' situations, this is their first step out of home and, and their own controlled living center um, and their own you know, routines and, and the way they like to live their life. And you see people who create these relationships. And as you said, you know, some of our elders who have lost a spouse and you know, have lost their ability to do things and the way that they can kind of negotiate that. And when they find common bonds and again, in the relation, in the, the setting of some of the relationships of our elders, it, it truly is wonderful to see the, the spirit just thrive. I think it's wonderful as well to see the relationships that develop with the staff. Have you begun to feel that since your arrival? Absolutely. Um, they're, they're very welcoming. Uh, our, our elders are very, very, very welcoming. You know, they, you can kind of, I, I have quite a few inside jokes and personal jokes already going with some of them. Um, you know, our, our resident council president is wonderful here. She, she likes to poke fun with me. It's, it's a fun morning when I see her. Um, you know, a lot of the elders are just wonderful. They have their, their little nuances and things that they really like and enjoy. And if you can, you know, show any sort of an interest or, or um, if you can connect with them, it's just wonderful for them. You know, I, having worked in long-term care since about uh, 2007, I've had an opportunity over the course of time to see a lot of things with our elders in different kinds of settings. And one of the things that struck me early on was that we often don't know our elders' stories until the end of their life. And I remember 
very vividly early on in my tenure being at a funeral and hearing some remarkable things about the person that had passed on. And it was my goal from there on to make sure that I really knew and that the team had an opportunity to know the elders we worked with, that, you know, we could be missing so much richness because we don't take the time to hear those stories. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, and like you said, it is, it, it's, um, it's a disservice to the background and the history of the elder. If, if we don't find out those experiences, don't get to learn those things about them. I mean, it's, it, it enriches their life to be able to discuss these things with them. Of course, while they're with us, that's, you know, that's it's, uh, rewarding for them. And I, I think that, um, a lot of them take a lot of joy, whether or not they outwardly express it to us. I think they think it's wonderful that they get to have these conversations and people show interest in what they, you know, what brought them here, how they got to where they are today. I would think knowing their story also impacts their care. Does it? Um, absolutely. You know, people come from a very um, various background. You have people that are you know, the unfortunate recipients of trauma that, that require us to, you know, um, have our care tailored a certain way. Um, there's people who simply have been independent their entire lives. And even though they are losing some independence physically, they still would like to maximize the independence. And again, it's ways that we tailor their care. Uh, so there's definitely a, a large impact on their care based on their background. You know, Joe, you're a new member of the team, but you clearly have embraced the culture and are living it. And we are, we're just very happy to have you with us. Thank you for your time you so here much. today. And uh, I wish you continued success. Thank you. Thank you so much. Rise, all of the children rise. Elders with wisdom rise. Sisters surround us. Right.